The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. God bless you for tuning in. Hello. This is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International, and you're listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Before I begin, let me say a special God bless and hello to you, Audrey. I have been praying for you, and I thank God for you. Hello, Mac. God bless you, Javier, Rachel, Roxanne, Anita, and Anthony. I'm praying for all of you. And I'm still calling those things as though they were concerning your life. All of you are partners and supporters of this ministry. We have lots of work to do in the kingdom of our God. So, Javier, you need to get your strength back. Hello, uh, hello, Vaughn. Hello, Bob. I pray that you're doing great. Belated happy birthday, Gail. You are a blessing. And... This is the prophetic voice of our time, and we will continue to call those things as though they were, and we will continue to share them with you as we receive them from the Lord weekly. All right? Let me share some good news to all of you. For the past several weeks, especially the past two weeks, there were many upheavals and Some upheavals, they're bad news, and some are good news. Keep in mind our focus and the focus of this ministry, of this radio broadcast. Prophets, even in our days, should not react to what is happening all over the world. The prophet's role is to release the perfect will of God the testimony of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the revelation of Jesus Christ as led by the Holy Spirit. It is God's purpose for the prophetic voice, for the prophetic office, to release prophecies that are in accordance to God's will and purpose. That is why bad judgments from God are last recourse And they always call for repentance. Amen? Because our God is merciful. He doesn't rejoice in the punishment of the wicked. It is just not in his DNA. It's not who he is. He is a loving and a merciful God. Amen. Early Monday morning, I read the news about Tucker Carlson being let go by Fox News Network. As I was reading the news, immediately God gave me a vision. The likes of Tucker Carson, other journalists and Christians in the news medium started to coalesce, and out came a giant news media, a conglomeration of many, okay? I immediately told Joshua, James, and Mike, who was still in the house, and shared with them the news and the vision I saw. 
So we prayed together before Mike left for work. And I prophesied. I called forth an agreement by the three. I called forth financing, resources. I called forth billionaires, millionaires, Christians in the news media to come forth. We started thanking God and we got excited. After we prophesied and thanked God, I was so much at peace. And Joshua, James, and Mike, they were so excited. Instead of taking it as a bad news, God gave us a glimpse of what he's really planning. He's still laughing at his throne. He's still laughing at his enemies. And then I heard the Lord saying, Christina, the dealing of the news media has started. And it has begun. The transfer of wealth and influence in the news media has begun. Now the line has been drawn. For those uh, who love this country, for those who are real journalists, for those Christians who wanted to pursue the truth, and those that were unafraid, that they will not compromise, that they will go on to report the news, whether we like it or not. So this is great news. Okay? They have started to coalesce. The move of God in the news media is beginning to manifest. And this new group of people, it is going to be a giant news media that will emerge out of this. But it's not going to be controlled by just few people. You understand what I'm saying? By righteous men and women of God. So do not despair. Do not say negative words. Instead, thank God for what he's doing. Okay? And after we prayed at home, I asked Joshua to call or contact the team so that we can properly thank God by holding a praise and worship service at the facility. At 7 p.m., everybody showed up, including some that we did not expect to show up, and we held a praise and worship service. The Holy Spirit, in between songs, interrupted us about twice, gave me visions and prophetic words. And the prophecy concerning the church in this country, I am now going to share with you. Listen, the Holy Spirit told me that this giant news media emerging, which is a part of the transfer of influence, is just assigned to us, the church, the body of Christ. I was astounded. This is big. It will shake and reshape the news media all over the world. But God is saying to us, this is just a sign to us. So there are greater things that are in the works. I was astounded. Imagine that. This is huge already. But here is God saying to us that this is just merely a sign to his people. So I'm releasing this now on the air, and God will watch the word to perform it. It's up to us to be proactive, okay? The goodness of God is so overwhelming. Then he told through prophetic words and instruction that those 
that are there who needed healing, if they receive it and believe, the full manifestations of the healing will start then, that they will get healed. I went in that praise and worship that night limping. I had an accident about two years ago, and I had been dealing with this for a while. When I went to Kentucky with a group, I was not 100% physically well, but I obeyed God, and I was so blessed. I enjoyed my time with the chosen 11 that God sent. So last Monday night, I walked out of that praise and worship service walking without pain. I slept the whole night without pain, and I woke up. I'm not limping anymore. Glory to God, because I believe it and I receive it. Amen? All the glory belongs to our Lord Jesus. And the Lord gave me other visions for individuals, which I released that night. I want you to realize and meditate on this, my dear brothers and sisters, of our authority we have in Christ Jesus. We will always have that authority. We just have to use it. Jesus never took it back. Why there are people that are more anointed than us? Because in the book of Hebrews, it's very clear. They exercise their faith. So they continue to mature. We need to be proactive. We just do not react to bad news. We create good ones. We release and call those things as though they were. And then we stand up and declare the will of God and pray to Him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ under the guidance and direction and revelation from the Holy Spirit. We need to stop praying and asking Jesus to do things for us. Lord, when are you going to deal with this, uh, with these wicked politicians? Lord, when are you going to do this? He already said on the cross that his work here on earth is finished. And when he ascended to heaven and God the Father gave him authority over, not just over the earth, but in heaven also, he turned around and delegated the greater works to us, and he gave us that name. So we do not ask Jesus to do anything. He is sitting at the right hand of God, obeying God the Father, waiting for his enemies to be made a footstool for his feet defeating the enemies and taking over and apply God's ways of doing things and apply the principles of the kingdom of God here, the Great Commission, that is our job. That's the greater work. And he expects us to do work. So we need to be proactive. No more excuses. You tell yourself, no more excuses. You take your post. Amen. We all need to be proactive. The only time that you get disqualified is if you disqualify yourself. And I want to remind you through this broadcast, the prayer of our Lord Jesus Christ to God the Father in John chapter 17. John chapter 17, we're going to start with verse 6. I'm going to read from NLT. It says, 
I have revealed you to the ones you gave me from this world. They were always yours. We belong to the Father. You gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now, verse 7, now they know that everything I have is a gift from you. For I have passed on to them the message you gave me. They have accepted it and know that I came from you, and they believe you sent me. This is important. Okay? Verse 9. My prayer is not for the world, but for those you have given me, because they belong to you. Jesus' last prayer is for the saints. It's for the body of Christ. It's not for the world. Because why? We are going to take over. We're going to rule and reign with Christ here on earth. Like right now. We're working on it. Okay? Down to verse 11. Now I am departing from the world. They are staying in this world, but I'm coming to you. Holy Father, you have given me your name. Now protect them by the power of your name so that they will be united just as we are. Do you know that God the Father will move heaven and earth to answer this prayer that will be united like them? Down to verse 14. I have given them your word, and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world just as I do not belong to the world. We are not of the world. The world system, no matter how much we spiritualize them, they're not going to perform any miracles or do anything for us. We have the Holy Spirit here. Okay? Verse 15 and 16. I am not asking you to take them out of this world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. Jesus did not pray to the Father that every time, every time, Father, that they're in trouble or that they're in turmoil, take them out. In which many of us Christians, that's what we want to do. We, okay, I'm sorry already, so take me out of here. No, we need to be proactive. Jesus warned us of many afflictions will come to us. But he has overcome the world. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Down to verse 20. I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will believe in me through their message. That is us. I pray that they will be one just as you and I are one. As you are in me, Father, I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. So Jesus, God the Son, and God the Father are one. Once you and I are united in Christ, we are one with both God the Father and God the Son and the Holy Spirit will teach us and guide us there to be one with Jesus. We need to be proactive. Some people want me to use my prophetic office. Every time that they're in trouble, I'll prophesy to them and hola, everything will disappear. No, we need to be proactive and just like me, having this pain until I believe in and took hold of my healing from limping that um, 
I have to live by faith. It means to say, I have to believe and receive my healing without feeling it, without seeing it. If you don't want to receive it from me, then read Hebrews 11, verses 1 and 2. It will be better for you to read the entire chapter. We need to be proactive. When I was not feeling well, I confessed, received, and believed that Jesus healed me at the cross. Because I believe in what Isaiah says, that by his stripes we are the healed. I have acted healed, I thought healed, and lived healed. There are some days that are difficult. Some of you will say, but you're a prophet. You're supposed to prophesy, and they will happen. So therefore, can't you not just prophesy to yourself? I am not sure if that is a valid question, but may I say it is a good question nonetheless. I have to live by faith too. I have to believe and receive those things that I have not seen. Okay? When you are in a difficult situation, I understand, or when you're experiencing pain especially, you want the pain to go away, just like that. Who wants to live by pain? That is why painkillers are selling fast. When you walk your healing, it takes more effort on your part, on your part, not on the doctors, not on the drugs, for that healing to manifest. Need to apply the Word of God. And if God has specific instruction to us, we have to fully obey that instruction. I had to do some research what's caused this ailment and pain. And I researched natural healing remedies. And this is a challenging. I understand that. If you are diagnosed with a life-threatening disease or your loved ones, illness, like cancer. The oncologist, we have to understand this. The doctor or oncologist who's treating you has to follow a certain healing protocols. Some of those protocols did not have much success. Their rate of success is not that much. Even though discoveries and others have changed and have improved for many, many years, but the healing protocols have not changed. Like if you need uh, radiation or chemotherapy, it has a lot of side effects that uh, your quality of life is going to be affected. And then you hear people, they'll put you into fear, not even fear of God. It's a fear of dying. And before you knew it, you'll operate in fear instead of faith. And that will change the whole scenario for you. You will just believe and take whatever they tell you instead of asking the Holy Spirit. Because asking and following the instructions from the Lord and keeping in faith takes a lot of effort on your part and my part. Okay? And when the pain comes, you just want to take any medication or do whatever it takes just to get rid of that pain. And that opens a lot of compromises, unbelief, fear, negative words, expenses. Now, 
If you received your healing as the scripture says that you are healed, and if you ask the Holy Spirit whether you should take the treatment or the procedures or go through a procedures or other means, if he tells you to go, then go. But if he tells you to take a different route, your healings, both your healings will depend entirely on you with you, and your complete dependence and reliance on God alone. And a lot of people, including Christians, will not take this path. They will go to the doctors. They will, they will just believe what the doctor says, forsaking about the scripture. Because why? It takes a lot of efforts. It takes a lot of believing. And it takes a lot of standing. I had to change my diet. I started removing sugar from my diet. And don't tell me that's easy, okay? Exercise, act healed, walk healed, pray, thank God, continue to believe. All the works I have to do. And sometimes I fail. Sometimes I just open my mouth without thinking, and, and there goes sugar, there goes carbohydrates, and I have to start all over again. But the one thing about the kingdom of God is you fall, you make a mistake, you just, just, just jump right in and correct and continue on moving forward, okay? So believing and walking your healing is all up to you. Then I can help by praying for you, by laying hands and joining my faith, okay? Other people, and sometimes painkillers or other medications, they help too. Just like I said, all you need to do is to ask God, okay? God is not mean. He's not going to allow you to suffer, all right? And uh, thank God for modern medicine. Thank God for the doctors. God is using them too, okay? Well, if you get into into an accident and you're injured. You cannot think healed, act healed. What is the main thing that, uh, that, uh, that you want to do? Call 911 or have somebody call you, take you to the hospital and treat you. And then if you have, uh, if you have the energy, if you can call, you call, you call your pastor, you call everybody and inform them and ask them to pray. You don't, you don't call them first and pray and then call 911, okay? You know, we have brains too, you know. God gave us brains. So don't, don't go like a pendulum when it comes to your healing, when it comes to your part, or as a recipient of the transfer of wealth and influence. But you need to be proactive, and the Holy Spirit is going to be your main teacher. Yes, you read and follow instruction. You need the Word of God and continue to believe. So we need to believe God for our country. Not to say bad things, but by our faith and through our faith and obedience to our Lord Jesus Christ, United States of America will turn towards righteousness. His word is our guide, and we have the Holy Spirit for the exact ways and means and timing. We just need to be proactive, all right? God warned us of many explosions, major reversals, reset, and uprooting of the wicked root that is in Washington, D.C. Let us focus on that because he is faithful. 
he never fails. Remember, we may live in this world, but we do not belong to this world. And I say, we are living in the most exciting times in the history of the church. Many things that God is going to do through us by our obedience and by our faith in Him has never been recorded in the history of the church. I see revival all over the world. I see majority of the population of this entire earth will get saved. I say majority. I'll say that United States of America has just entered its finest hour after the uprooting of this wicked root that is in Washington, D.C. I believe that we are increasing in number, and I believe that the American people will take this country back in Jesus' name. Amen? God bless you for tuning in. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. We really hope you were blessed by today's episode. And if you were, we want to hear from you. You can call us at 210-695-1630. Or you can email us at sogmi at outlook.com. That's S-O-G-M-I at outlook.com. And we really encourage you to visit our website, sogmi.org. That is S-O-G-M-I dot That's where you can listen to previous episodes of this podcast and even support this podcast. We're supported by listeners just like you. So if you want to support this ministry, you can go to SOGMI.org and hit the donate button. You can also send a check to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. Again, that is P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. Thank you.